The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN Podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy. And I am joined on this edition, episode 101, we're past the threshold. I am joined by the undeniable Mark McAllister. Welcome to the show. Hello, thank you very much for having me on. And uh, thanks for that intro. I'm very excited for this, so let's get to it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't believe it's 101. I can't believe 101 people want to speak to me. That they've agreed to it. So, <laughs> so thank you for for being that number. And yeah, that's a, it's an incredible first, achievement. No, absolutely. Well, uh, but the first question is always the same, though. You can't escape it. What got you to pro wrestling? What got you hooked? Um, it's funny. I actually don't know um, what got me to pro wrestling. It's, it's just always been been part of my life. Uh, I was one of my earliest memories is um, me and my brother walking to school. Um, I think it must have been like, I don't know what year it would have been, but like really early on, and we're arguing about who's better, Stone Cold or The Rock. And that's like one of our genuinely one of our earliest memories. Um, I was always a rock guy, if, if you're going to ask that. But that's <laughs> genuinely one of my earliest memories. Um, but I was like sort of into it as a kid, and then I got a bit older and sort of fell out of love with that a wee bit as I got a bit older. And then it was the big old CM Punk 400 and 34 days title reign and it was during that time I got back into it as an adult and started getting like into it as terms of this is more than just entertainment it's actually a whole thing it's a whole you know universe in itself and so that was kind of so that's quite a big gap then um back into as an adult um, the rock coming back about Probably about the the SmackDown SmackDown Six kind of era. That's like when I the last sort of thing I remember. All right, so that was uh, oh, it would have been two thousand two something like that. So two thousand two, and then coming back uh, twenty twelve, twenty eleven, twenty twelve kind of time. Yeah, yeah. So that's like a ten year gap. Yep. Uh, so so the Rock then was was the Rock that kind of brought you back into it in that two thousand twelve. Was it always just him? Yeah, I've always been a huge fan of the Rock. Um, I just have a I just really like big weird people and he's big and weird and <laughs> so charismatic to so amazing yeah so he's he's always been a big thing for me and uh, I always could see all his films as well not wrestling related but I do my <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw is my favourite film <laughs> so um, yeah he's just always a big a big big influence for me so I mean, you've seen them all then so you've 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 went through Tooth Fairy and uh yep. Good Iron Gang, which yeah, I've, Doom. Oh, Doom. I've never seen Doom, but I, I've I've always maintained that Good Iron Gang is the worst movie I've seen The Rock in. I've never I've never left a film going, this is so boring. How have I got? I mean, I don't want to disrespect The Rock. I love Tooth Fairy. It's awful in the most beautiful way. But Good Iron Gang is the worst film I've seen. I think it was. I think it was that, and um, there's another one he's in right after that. Is it? Strickland Banks or something that's called they were the two that made me oh, uh, Tales. Make, that's it I don't know why I got Strickland Banks from. Um, but it was between those two films he went I'm going to make my own production studio and that's kind of how he gets all the roles now for his own production studio he's not letting anyone else write for him apart from the people that know know how to write for him 
just let the rock be the rock. He gets paid well to exactly. do that. That's that's exactly. what you, that's what you come to see, isn't it? You see, like uh, exactly. Batista, who's probably got a better body of work as an actor. No doubt. But but when you pay to see the rock, you pay to see the rock. That's the kind. Of, that's, exactly. That's I just I just want the rock in different situations, like Jungle Cruise. Perfect. Just put the rock in the forest. That's fine. <laughs> put him somewhere else. Perfect. Put him in a video game. I love it. Like Jungle Cruise is, is it looks I haven't seen it yet, but it looks so weird seeing like Tiny Emily Blunt and Lanky Jack Whitehall and then The Rock. You're like, no way you, no way you've you're a you're a boat captain. This is weird. This is just <laughs> an odd concept in general. But uh, I'll eventually see it. I'll, I've got Disney Plus. It'll, it'll it'll appear sometime between now and Christmas, I'm sure, uh, off off the uh, premiere access because I don't want to pay twenty quid to go see it. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Uh, so yeah, so that's 2012. We're up to then. Uh, Rock being your favourite, CM Punk. You mentioned, uh, of course, this past weekend, uh, he made his triumphant return. Yes. Uh, as of recording, uh, of course, anyone listening to this will go, "No, it's been that was a month ago." I know. <laughs> um, so that where were you? Were you watching AEW? Was was did you see his first match back after all that time? So I haven't seen the match yet. So this is going to really date the episode. So apologies, but it was. <laughs> It aired literally less than 24 hours ago, the um, DW All Out, so I haven't actually watched it yet. And I've been like trying to avoid any kind of news on it. I know he, I know he wrestles, and I know he wrestles WL, and that's all I know. So please, for the sake of this episode, don't tell me anything. <laughs> that's fine. I, I would have been. That's all right. I, I had it um, on my phone at work. So I saw I saw it, but I was, it was like I was in the room. For it, uh, so I, I was I was supposed to be doing work because I was busy. We <laughs> dip down every so often and see what's happened. Um, anyway, so yeah, how did you go from that then to? Because I was having a look through your, your Instagram and it seemed like you went through this big weight loss journey and then yep. you become a wrestler. Was was that the the uh, catalyst to you becoming a wrestler? Was think I need to get fitter? What what was your kind of? Why did you want to become a wrestler? It kind of, everything kind of happened all at once in a funny way. Um, so the, trying to get the timeline, so I think it was 2018, I signed up to be a wrestler. Um, for, at the start of that year, I proposed to my, my fiance, to my, my wife now, and one of those, that was going to be March of 2019. Got my years right here. Yep. Um, and that was going to be, so I wanted to start losing weight for that. I'd, I'd gained a lot of weight really fast as well. Um I had moved away from home and uh, had sort of issues with my mental health and depression and stuff like that and basically just balloons and weight uh, really, really quickly. Um, and as part of this, you know, was my wife wanting to get to the wedding, I wonderly wanted to look different and uh, look how I sort of I used to look. Um, and I had never really found a hobby. That was that was what was always the sticking point when it came to trying to lose that weight. It was I didn't have anything uh, that I was that interested in. You know, I've I've played a wee bit of fireside football, but that's once a once a month or whatever. And you know that I hadn't really found anything that really was really really just captivating me. Um, oh, I, I hate the gym, so do. But <laughs> I just go to it a lot now. Um, and and um, eventually I came across uh, GPWA, the wrestling school in Glasgow. Um, and it wasn't even like a big revelation moment. I was just like, oh yeah, that's that's interesting. I'll, Click a couple of web pages and and then I ended up signing up just off the cuff. There was no grand plan. There was no nothing. Um, just sort of signed off the cuff, and I, I didn't even hadn't even taken that uh, that seriously. If I'm being totally honest with you, um, 
it wasn't until my first sort of couple of lessons I was like oh man I uh, I really like this and I'm really not ready to do this <laughs> in terms of how, how I was physically um, or sort of mentally at the time so it was a real catalyst to, towards starting that that weight loss journey was the rest and so it was kind of all tied together it wasn't the reason but it was you know it's inseparable now for what, what happened oh, I remember that that weight loss journey before my wedding it was it was it was when you saw the, the results uh, I, I dropped about two stone and then I got mm -hmm. married and and then lockdown happened not long, like a couple a year afterwards and I put it back on yeah. then some it was very easy to do but uh, oh, but but yeah it's, it's just finding that thing that that just gets you going and, and like I say for yeah. a mental health thing I've, I've, I've been lucky enough to speak to um, that many folk now that that seems to be a common occurrence that this like kind of distraction that helps you mentally physically and uh, it's something that you you've you've watched and enjoyed and you're you're now feeling part of it and it's a it's a great way to to kind of i mean i know for me wrestling is my escape mentally yeah. if if i'm having a rubbish day i'll just go right i'm just gonna throw something on the network i'll just, just put something on just to watch some blokes in their pants fight each other that's all i need to see <laughs> just to kind of get me get me through the, this moment um, as far as so GBWA is where you started, were you aware of the Scottish scene beforehand? Did you go to ICW? Did you go to any other Scottish wrestling shows? Not particularly, to be honest. Um, I kind of jumped straight in from the re, and it wasn't until I kind of got there I was like, oh my goodness, there's so much on, on my doorstep. I think in terms of ICW in particular, I'd only seen I'd seen like the posters around town and stuff, and I'd been kind of keeping up with the news before I joined, and then I had started going to events once I once I joined the school. And I'm gutted that I've been so late to the scene, if I'm being totally honest, like um, there's so much I've missed and so much that I'm now like, oh man, I had so many free nights that I could have been, I didn't realise there was so much wrestling on my doorstep that I could have been going to. Um, so that's that's more for me. Like I said, I, I was pretty slow to get back into it as well and I, I moved away. So I think that was when um, ICW's big boom was happening. I wasn't in Scotland, so that, that probably hurt it quite a lot. Um, oh man, I'm, I'm kicking myself that I wasn't more active <laughs> when I came back because man, there's so much great stuff going on. I'm uh, fortunate we've got, um, you know, ICW On Demand and WD Network's got stuff on it that I can go back and start going like, oh man, stop filling in these gaps. This is where this guy came from. This is, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, so. That's the thing because when I started, I started watching, I started going to shows in 2012. And this is just just before yeah. the boom happened. And then when you go back through like results and things like that, uh, because I'm a big nerd and I go through these things because I run a whole website about it now. But uh, but yeah, I go through and I, I see, well, I'm in Elgin. So I'll, I'll see like uh, results from Lossy Mouth. I'm like, that's, that's three miles up the road. How did I never know about this? <laughs> or or a show in, in, in Elgin. I'm like, how did I never know about this? And it was just... Um, yeah, it's it's a bit mind blowing. I think I think at that point though, 2012 when I started watching beforehand, my only experience was a tribute show. So I don't know if that kind of put me off going to see Scottish wrestling because it was I could have been a tribute show. <laughs> Why would I go? I, I saw well, fake mankind. It's always fake mankind. I, I, I'd seen a couple of so my dad took me to a few when I was when I was very young um, during the first sort of phase of me liking wrestling, but it was fake mankind and fake Kane. It's like. These guys must like make a killing because they just went the full mask, brilliant. <laughs> I know it was uh, Kane. Kane it was, there was a Kane, Kane, mankind, yeah. and uh, uh, a fan that kept jumping onto the apron. Who I think oh, ended up no. being a wrestler called Kid Crazy. I think. <laughs> 
had, oh man, it, it's the only time, it, it actually, my dad took me to it and I was, it was about 2000, 2001 or something like that. So it was 10-11 and I think I put him off it in general because as soon as it ended, I, I don't remember a lot of the show, but I do remember him turning to me afterwards going, well, me taking you to that again. <laughs> oh man. I know. And the irony is, the next time I went to see wrestling was 2006 and he took me to it and it was done right. So there you go. He did, didn't, didn't hold on to his word there 15 years <laughs> later. Uh, so yeah, so you weren't aware of, of it too much in Scotch. So you probably knew who who the trainers were, of course. So yeah. You wouldn't have went in with that sort of. You would have went in with some kind of fear, but you wouldn't have went oh. in seeing Jack Jester and going, "Oh God, I just saw you pile drive someone through a table with with uh, with drawn pins and and you see BT Gun chopping the life out of people." You wouldn't have seen that and been. Well, you say that, but then you've actually just took it away. I actually had a wee bit because I'd seen the show on BBC. Not long before right. I, I went, so there was uh, Jester was the guy I was so afraid of from that show because he he looked like an absolute maniac in that show, <laughs> and I was like, see, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so scared to meet that guy. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the weirdest thing with Jester, especially. He's a guy that that you are terrified of because look at him, he's he's a pirate. He's a scary <laughs> deathmatch pirate. And then when you speak to him, he's just like the nicest guy in the world. And it's, just, mm. it's just the weirdest thing. My, my wife loves him. And I don't, I think it's because of that. Because he has, like, he looks like a scary pirate. And then you meet him and he's just like, oh, how are you doing? <laughs> no, well, that's not right. I've got a bit of a story, not a story about him, but just it falls in from what we are just chatting about when I signed up for GPW. Um, so I mentioned I was kind of like totally out of shape and unfit. It was actually him that pulled me aside. And I think about the third or fourth week and went very, very, very gently, very kindly, kind of went, what is it you're trying to do here? And, and why are you here? Kind of thing is a you know, because I was always like, oh, you're always in the back of the cl- class, you're always slowing the other guys down, the drills, you know, are you taking this seriously? He was very, as, as, as gentle as you can be about that kind of thing, but so quite tough about it, you know what I mean? And um, he basically said, oh, if you're not, um, if you're not going to take this seriously, well, here's how you can take it seriously, so you can start with the gym, blah, 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 or if you're not going to take it seriously, I recommend you kind of go home and don't come back. I was kind of, it was that kind of moment I was like, Oh, no, I, I can't leave yet. Like, I, it was him that really t- pushed pushed that moment. And I was like, no, no, I'm not ready to go. I need to do what he says. And like, that was that was like that kind of started pushing the journey for me. Um, was him him saying that, taking me aside like that. So yeah, he's a great guy. I mean, I suppose when it comes to to that, GPWA is all about increment like uh, inductions, and yeah. you have to go through to the next stage. It's not like you're just going to the gym and and uh, falling about for a couple hours, and then next week you do the same again with no possible, no like automatic route into the next stage it's kind of all like gpwa is kind of just right you pass this bit you're going to the next stage into the next stage um so was when when you had uh, the epiphany uh provided by jester that uh, that you wanted to do it and just you want to actually take it seriously what was what was what did you find the hardest when you started off with was it uh rolls ropes mats i don't know where you would have would have begun if it was uh, in the ring or so the very first sort of thing we did was rolls and stuff, which, you know, they were a bit iffy, but I, I kind of, I'm, I'm comfortable enough tumbling and stuff like that. Um, but it was the first bump I took. Um, I just remember taking it and I was just like, ah, oh, this is this is probably a crossroads in my life right now. <laughs> I just lay and I was like, oh, and it was probably the worst bump of all time. I think it was like negative. I think I was already like half on the floor when I took it, so there was no height to it. So it wasn't even like it was a sore one, but the concept of like, just training your brain to be like, you have to safely land right now. And also to practice safely landing, you need to be able to 
throw yourself onto the ground um, and in the ring, of course. But you know, you have to safely throw yourself onto the ground to train your brain to do that is just a very difficult step. And the, the first one I ever did, I think, was just you know, I think my head was at an angle, my neck was half turned, like my shoulders were up. You know, just a whole. Um, they told me nothing what to do, and I just ignored it all and just threw myself to the ground. I think. <laughs> Yes, I didn't do that again, but um, I think that was probably the hardest thing. Um, and then just the the sheer quantity of it um, in terms of training. Uh, again, I was coming from absolutely no sort of physical background, so it was the the weeks of stinking a deep heat every day and <laughs> that kind of thing was probably the, the harder part of the day after when I was just, everything was in pain, just from, like I said, going from zero exercise to hitting ropes all the time to rolling every like everyone's a week and stuff just it really take, took it out of me um so yeah the, the deep heat uh and the the icy icy chill stuff that was probably the biggest <laughs> the biggest difficulty that sort of thing now when you go into a locker room i mean i know know that you've you've probably been in and about the vicinity of the likes of of andy wild and you get that like waft of mint uh, and and deep heat and you're just like <laughs> up like flashbacks ptsd and just <laughs> <laughs> Back in Nam when when I was when I was trying to figure oh, trying to keep my my chin tucked and and not break my <laughs> neck at the same time. Not far off. Like I said, it was um, they they explain it to you in explicit detail how to do it and how not to do it wrong. Um, but there's another thing actually remembering to do everything all at once. Exactly. That's, that's what terrifies me about ever doing. I don't think I could because I, I have no memory. So I don't no short term memory. I'm awful for remembering stuff. I mean, a, a podcast for myself has gone up tonight uh, when I was the guest and I, I only remember me starting uh, answering a question then forgetting the question that I was supposed to be answering <laughs> and then just tailing off going, I've forgotten the question you asked me. So the, the, that that's just that's just speaking. I, I, I would be terrified to, for someone to go, right, you need to do this, 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 this. No, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm just going <laughs> to flip myself backwards and hope for the best from there. <laughs> so so landing, that was, that was a big yeah. issue. When, when they say, I have heard things when, when it says for, you, you know when someone's going to be a wrestler, they're gonna, if if they can tump, if they can roll, that's kind of uh, seems to be one of a not not uh, obviously there's exceptions to the rules all the time, but if you can roll, you're going to be okay. Um, so you said you could do that, you weren't afraid to do the tumbling bit. It was the landing yeah. bit that wasn't so so hot <laughs> for you. Um, do you remember if there was anyone else in your kind of class in your in your induction bit that, that's still going that may have made their debut already? Is there anyone uh, you remember? As, as far as I'm aware, I believe I am the only one currently active in the school i think there might be one other guy who's in the school active but i am the one that's made the debut um out of the 20 people it's me and i think that guy um i haven't spoken to him a long time so i need to get in touch with him so. <laughs> um, but i don't think he's made his debut so i believe it's just me um out of my out of my intake of 20. that's quite incredible i mean you see the you see the amount of folk that gpwa have produced as well and, and yeah. to think that in in your case there's 20 people and you're the only one that's kind of made it to actual yep. wrestling made it into the ring that's that's quite quite incredible it just goes shows that there's so many people so many people that want to do it but just yeah don't realize how hard it is um, i think that's definitely what it is it's a reality um, especially when it comes to like the way the gpw kind of used to work i don't know how the induction classes work now because we've had a bit of a restructure but the way it used to work was there was different phases and of Beginner classes before you met the, the main class 
well, this was just to make sure you were prepared to join that main class. Um, so each sort of phase of the induction would be less, less and less people in it. So, you know, there's 20 of us originally, then there's like 10, then there's a five, and then there was like three of us made it into the main class and then just, you know, time and obviously with COVID, um, the whole structure got changed after that in terms of what people were doing. So um, you can see why other people would drop out. But yeah, that was out, out of that 20. Um, you learn pretty fast. It's, it's not the fun, the funnest of things. <laughs> um, but the other class, not long after me, I went to a few of my mates and then I think there's about seven or eight of them came through up, up to um, the main class and looked like all, all eight of them probably make their debut at some point in the next couple of years. So it's just, I think it's a lottery sometimes as well. Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, I've got, I've got your notes here, your first matches, but we'll get to that, that soon enough, I'm very much sure. Uh, COVID hit then. That's, that's a bit weird. Were, were you kind of getting match ready? Did, did your coaches think you were just about ready to, to be on a five-pound wrestling show or something like that before it all died? Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm not to be honest. I was in a bit of a a rut when it came just before COVID. Um, I had lost all the weight and stuff, and I was trying to. I was really struggling to try gain it again, uh, which is the, the great irony of it all. Is I lost it all, and I went, "Oh my god, this is, I'm supposed to be a wrestler. How am I going to pick anyone up?" So then I had to start gaining it again. Um, but I kind of got into a bit of a rut where I was like, "Oh, well done, me. Pat myself on the back. That's me done. I've done all the hard stuff." Um, so I think I had I sort of had a plan that I'd wanted to be sort of match ready by the end of the year um, for something like a five pound uh, to sense my physique. And um, I think I had a lot of the experience kind of, you know, we do a lot of training in the school and you can kind of gauge from the coaches what um, what they want. I think I would have made it onto the five pounds had everything um, gone the way it would have been. But as soon as um, COVID hit, uh, my, uh, my granddad passed away and he was like a big influence on me as a person and like he was like one of the, the sort of my dream one of my like little fantasies you know when you're struggling with the gym you need that thing to catch on to it was like wrestling for him it was always one of those things I was like oh man that would just be the craziest thing um so after he passed away I was like yeah, it was just at the start of when lockdown happened I was kind of like ah I don't know if I want to do this or anymore because that was like also the thing and then as soon as I kind of thought about it I was like no if anything that means I need to be a hundred times better now because I'm not going to get that so I need to be able to get my next, you know, set of dreams, which was, you know, performing in front of people out of the ICW. So that was like, I then um, tripled down so much harder for, uh, because of COVID, basically. During lockdown, I, think I, I tried to really push myself. Um, actually being able to step away from the wrestling for me was actually pretty beneficial because then I could get everything else in order uh, in terms of like how I was eating, how I was training, stuff like that, which helped me sort of build everything back up from there. I think there's quite a few folk that I've spoken to now that, that I've got kind of the same story where they do drop all this weight and then realise, oh no wait, I've got, <laughs> I've got to I've got to pick up people and I've got to because I mean you could it's it's kind of trying that strike that balance isn't it because um you could be really big and hit the ropes and it's going to hurt because you you've got no stamina you've got no core or anything like that but you could be really thin and hit the ropes yeah. and you've got nothing and it's just <laughs> pure rope on bone and it's just it's just trying it's like, to find that little ground of muscle in the middle 100 <laughs> percent. and there's energy levels to think about as well like i, I was when i was uh, losing so much weight i was only eating like a really small amount of calories for some of my size 
Um, so I stood up to class and I think I think my, my blood sugar was probably dropping out the bottom as well when I was trying to lift people. You know, I didn't have that that core energy that I should have really had. And it's now that I'm I'm trying to gain weight at the moment. I'm a lot more, more calories. And um, I feel like every time I go into class, I'm like, I could I could run the ropes for hours. Like I've just got so much energy in me. <laughs> and so that's like there's two two aspects to not only have you got your own physical thing, but actually how much you're eating really affects your performance as well. Uh, being a fan of the rock, then you, you're probably checking his uh, cheat days and what have you, thinking oh. that'll do. Probably. <laughs> oh, wish um, there was a guy on um, some newspaper. I can't remember which newspaper it was. And he said, "I'm going to eat the rock's diet for 30 days," and the article gave up after after day one. He went, "No, I can't do this. <laughs> this is just way too much food." I think he eats like six thousand calories a day or something. His cheat days are just like even more extreme. So yeah, I wish I wish I could eat like the rock because I, I look at some of his videos and I'm like, oh, the sushi trains that he does. Oh, <laughs> I know. I, I just look at it and go back back in my. I'm now over thirty, so my metabolism is just <laughs> the worst thing ever. So if I if yeah. I even look at cakes now, I put on pounds. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but back in my my youth, I looked at that and went, oh, I could have done that. Could have done that back back in my day. Nowadays, I'll have a waffle and that'll be me tapped out for the rest of the evening. I'll be like, nah, that's too sweet for me. There's too much maple syrup. I'm going to go for a sleep now. That's just... <laughs> so, what did what did your now wife think of this uh, endeavor of being a wrestler? Uh, was, was she all in, or was she seeing the benefits and going, yeah, just keep doing it, or was she seeing the bruises and going, uh, maybe maybe not? I think a bit of everything. Um, she also. Um... So I will say she's been super supportive of my wife. She always has been um, of anything that I do, which is ridiculous. Um, this is obviously the most ridiculous of everything I've ever done. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, she didn't really get it at first. I don't think I don't think she thought I'd stick it either. Well, I think she, she thought I would, but I don't think I think she hoped I would, but didn't think I would. If you know what I mean, because I hadn't really stuck to anything else I'd done. Um, and she was always super supportive about it, but she didn't really. She still doesn't really like get wrestling the way that that we get it. <laughs> Not to be gatekeeper about it, but you know, I mean, there's, there's like a there's a wrestling fan, and then there's someone who goes, "Oh, that's the wrestling on the telly." Um, uh, so she's 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 getting in there, though, like I think just by sheer exposure to it. <laughs> but you no, know, she's always been so supportive about it. Um, as I mentioned before, she probably had to um, had to spend a few awful nights. Uh, Oh, she can smell his deep heat at the other side of the bed. But apart from that, she's always been very supportive about it. Um, she's also she's been uh, chatting about maybe even giving it a shot at one point because I've got um, I've got a wee dynasty on the go. So my brother, uh, he also um, joined up to one of the induction classes once upon a time, and he's trying to get back on to, into the school now that it's opened again. So yeah, you never know. We're getting a whole a whole family family gathering here. <laughs> You know, it's, it's it's not unusual to see some some wrestler, uh, Mister and Mrs. You got, of course, Aspen and Emerson Jane. You've got uh, Casey and BT Gunn. There's there's um, Molly Spartan and Wolfgang. You know, there could yep. be a whole tournament of this stuff now. And uh, <laughs> Mister and Mrs. McAllister just just yep. uh, ripping through all. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the idea of a, a couples tournament. That's really funny. Like the WWE's mixed match, but like. Even more personal. <laughs> no, it, 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 I think I've seen things on Twitter that the kind of suggest companies are going to do it, but nobody's actually pulled the trigger. It has, I think mm-hmm. that's just it's there's money to be made right there and then of, of a Mister and Mrs. or Mister and Mister or Mrs. Mrs. Yeah. But uh, a tournament of couples. I think yeah. there's just there's there's something. Maybe right. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> do it myself. Why not? Uh, 
if, if I had the funds, probably would. <laughs> right. So we're into their debut then. Yeah. When did you when did you get the call? When did you find out? So you're you're going to the gym, you're getting yourself, you're you're focused to yeah. to make your debut now. We don't know when it's gonna be. Was it a Scott Reed messaging you randomly? Did you get the phone call? What was it? So um I won't read that classification, so it wasn't I wasn't going to the gym at all. This was um when I actually when I actually got the message, it was deep into the the second lockdown. It was I think it was January or February of the, the second lockdown. So this was you know the big one. This was the everything's shut again, everything's gone. And I got a message from um uh Jess was saying, Did you ever get that that kit sorted you've been talking about? Because I've been going on about getting uh, a kit made from JJ Creations. I've been going on about it for ages and I'd never never pulled the trigger on it. And uh, I went, Oh actually yeah I actually did get it made. Yeah isn't isn't that funny? I, I, didn't, I didn't think any more about it. And it wasn't until about a couple of weeks later I got a message from uh, Scott Reed just like he just introduced himself and then been like, by the way, are you free on these dates? Because um, we're looking for an extra body to to come in. And um, yeah, I was I was so overwhelmed when I got the message that I couldn't believe it. Because um, honestly, I've been suspecting something was happening. I could hear from people like the thing with the kit and I was like, something, something's going on here. And then as soon as I got the message, I was like, no, no, this is, oh, no, I, couldn't, I honestly couldn't believe it. Um, and I was a... Uh, a bit of a nervous wreck for the whole week following. <laughs> I think it was like a week before I found out, and that whole week I was just a completely nervous wreck. <laughs> I've got your first match down here was against DCT, so yeah. you know, first match uh, it's going to go uh, elsewhere. WWE Network, Peacock. We'll get we'll get into that madness in a bit. Mm. But uh, first match is against a former ICW World Champion, a guy that's wrestled across the UK, uh, yeah. Australia. Uh, you know, just and uh, probably I think Ireland. Have a match in the US? Doesn't matter. Anyway, probably um, every, every country. Like, yeah. you can, the chances are he's wrestled in one of them. <laughs> so, so you know, just DCT. Uh, yeah. So, did you find out who your opponent was on the day? Was it kind of like going right? This is the match. We kind of got an idea of, or did you at least get some pre-warning of that, or did you get that the week before? Like, uh, you got your match. A cu- couple, a couple of days before. So it was just sort of like pre-warning. By the way, here's, here's what's happened. And then a couple of days before, it was like, by the way, you've been drawn up against uh, DCT um, for your first match. And uh, yeah, that was my first thought as well. I was like, man, that's a, that's a big jump for me. And <laughs> he's a, couldn't be a more qualified person to beat the crap out of me. Um, just another sort of little funnyism on top of that as well. Because um, of COVID and lockdown and stuff, I, I work from home and I've, I hadn't like had any. Um, I hadn't been within social distancing of anyone, um, apart from my wife, obviously, until I met him. <laughs> and the first thing he did was shake my hand and punch me in the face, like, <laughs> in the ICW ring. So it was quite a welcome back to, to the reality of um, close contact sport. <laughs> um, so, I mean, the match itself, it didn't last long, but I'm assuming no. it's going it, in your mind, it would have been, oh, it would have been 90 <laughs> seconds, three minutes, and, but to yourself, it would have been, like, the longest time in the world because <laughs> uh, this is your first actual match in front of cameras no crowd but front no. cameras um i mean i mean i've asked people what's it like for wrestling in front of nobody but for yourself right now it's that's the norm <laughs> it's just yep yeah no it's it's really unbelievable and a lot of the coaches have kind of mentioned to me like you know there's only like you um i think you had ellie armstrong in the uh, podcast well, I think she's one of the others, and maybe other handful of people. It's like 
your debut matches are in front of no, no fans and on the WWE Network, by the way. Like, there is nobody else, very few people on the entire planet, I can say that. I think Bad Buddy might be the only one. Oh, no, he was in front of a crowd. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, people whose debuts are on the network. Um, it's a it's a pretty low, small short list of people. So it was pretty terrifying. So I knew that going in, obviously. Like, this is such a unique um, thing. I think this is like a, a time capsule of this year that this will never happen to anyone else ever again. Hopefully, like, this will, it's exact um, exact set of circumstances where your, your debut match is on a network in front of no fans. It's just unbelievable to think about. I mean, so, so for uh, some people, of course, I mean, when this came around, it was, it was April 20, uh, 2021. Um, and, of course, they've been doing the shows, I think it started going on the network in October. So you would have been aware yep. at this point that it was going to be on the WWE network. Uh, yeah, how, how bad is that? <laughs> it's on the WWE <laughs> network. Honestly, like... Um, one of my biggest fans is my grandma, so I had to show her, and she goes, um, that's amazing. Do you know how many people would have watched it? And I was like, I don't even want to think about it. I, I, I can't even begin to wrap my head around it, and especially when um, WD then announced the thing with Peacock, and that's like a whole other tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of people could have seen it. I was just trying not to think too much. It's only 42 million. Just go from from the 1.9 million that's on the WWE network to 42 million. It's just yeah. so you know anyone could have just be scrolling. Going, hey, that, that's a funny looking show. Maybe watch that. So it's just uh, it is honestly mind blowing. And the, the other side of that um, is it's been maybe the most useful tool any anyone in my position could ever get um, in terms of being able to watch it back. And be able to say, oh man, I wish I could have done this differently. Or I could have done this differently. I mean, I'm not going to beat DCT by tweaking one thing, but, <laughs> but you know, I can watch it back and on on such a high production level. You know, it's not just someone's handheld phone camera. It's not like uh, ten years ago it would have been someone's you know handheld uh, video camera. Um, you know, I'm so fortunate that I can just go back and just go anything I want. I can go. Hey, I need to reanalyze that match. See what I did differently here. I can just go watch it. My, my first match will uh, forever, well, as long as the WWE Network exists, my first match will also exist, which is a, just a, a terrifying thought. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite a thing for, as of recording, I've, I know it's six matches, so of course you may have done more in tapings yeah. and, and what have you, and, and you will probably do before this goes out. But uh, yeah, you can, you can put your CVs like, oh, this is a list of all my matches, www.wwe.com <laughs> slash <laughs> WWE dog slash and you just go, ah, it's just on the network. I'm just on, I'm just on the network, mate. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, I'm a network exclusive currently. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it should be undeniable. It should be WWE network exclusive. Uh, my, my uh, so, yeah, I was going through your opponents and, jeez, I mean, DCT, of course, we mentioned. Then you had Jason Reed, who yep. is just on fire at the moment. Um, he just seems to be everywhere when it comes yeah. to media and he's very he's very good at social media uh mm. if, if you like the rangers especially uh, i don't know anything <laughs> i don't know much about football i just i just know that, that it's funny people find it funny if i say the rangers probably not rangers <laughs> fans. Uh, no, there's, there's, def- there's a definite <laughs> divider who likes that <laughs> uh, and then of course moved into maine you had theodorus um yep. which which uh is another young guy who's just ridiculous. Uh, and then you had Krieger. So yep. you're going through names of really established wrestlers and 
Were you getting pulled aside afterwards by like Suggester, of course, being a big fan of your or big advocate of yours? Um, going right, you could do this, you could do that, even though they're like two, three minute matches. Is yeah. there still a lot of lessons he's able to provide and give you tweaks and insight? A hundred percent. Like you kind of you can break these matches down to such fine detail. You know, every, everything can be broken down. Yeah, I've I'm so um so fortunate that people around me have, have been able to give me that feedback. Yeah, every single match I've had something from whether it's him, whether it's um Wolfgang's also helped me go through my matches, you know, being able to watch them on the network, we can just go through them at any time. So we've sat and we analysed a bunch of stuff and the the detail these guys can give with their huge amount of experience on both on you know TV but also off TV to be able to like give this wealth of experience being incredible. Um, it's I think it's really just taking like I like I've said before I, I feel like I've stepped up my training but I feel now that I've got this my training stepped up around me as well that I've been able to get so much feedback constantly is just incredible. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, I'm just saying like. Just everyone's giving me so much feedback. It's almost almost impossible to take it all on board. But I'm always trying to write it down or jot it down somewhere. And I'm like, I'll try to remember all that. <laughs> Can you break that down? So that that's insane. Pardon the pun. But uh, you, you've got a, a NXT UK wrestler who has who's NXT UK tag team champion watching the WWE Network to then contact you to give you feedback <laughs> about the match you're having. If you if you said that out loud, what? A year, two years ago, um, yep. well, a, even a year ago at this point, you would have went, no, no <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah, that's just that's just pie in the sky thinking. And yep. I don't know if it's just because because of this lockdown and because of how things have worked out, it just goes to show that that all this stuff wrestling is so now close knit. Used to be yep. this thing where if you're in Scotland, you never get anywhere unless you're built like Drew McIntyre. Hmm. Uh, and nowadays you're on the WWE Network and you're, you're sitting there going, I need to gain some weight so I can lift people more. <laughs> and it's, it's an insane thought. It's just ridiculous. Um, but you see guys like 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 Nikki Cross and oh, Nikki Ash now, Nikki Ash, uh, Kaylee Ray, of course, if you yep. drop uh, Viper. It's, it's is it just mind blowing to you that that you think you're doing this? You're on the WWE Network, of course, but it's not out of the question that you could be at NXT NXT UK or have you got kind of wild dreams to to do that, or are you just happy just to take it as it comes? No, I think I think I've got to have wild dreams. I mean, it's you know the, the thing about the people you named as well. I think even particularly the Scottish as well. This isn't just like you know when we were growing up. It was even just British people were hard to come by. You know, it was uh, regal, and that's I'm, I'm struggling now. As soon as I mentioned Roy Regal, so like now that it's even just that, those people you mentioned are just from Scotland. You gotta start like I think everyone on the, these ICW shows are going to themselves. We are steps away where it used to be, like you said, just a huge leap. So you know, if you unless you're built like Drew McIntyre, you know, get tough luck. But this the scene like this, you still have to be incredible. Like there's no denying that part of it. You still have to be amazing. But the the barrier, the the steps have come down, and we're seeing people already like. Um, the names that you mentioned, or you know, more local. We've seen uh, Andy Wilds popped up on NXT UK. He's made that other steps. So we're seeing these people doing these steps. Shah as well. Like seeing people doing all these steps. Like you, you guys are doing these steps. It's well, once upon a time so impossible. Now you still have to be incredibly talented. It's not going to happen overnight, but it becomes a lot more possible. And yeah, I mean, I can't help but dream. I got to do. <laughs> 
I'm just trying to think who else maybe that you mentioned. So Regal, of course. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm old, so I would have had Bulldog uh, just sure. at the tail end. Uh, the Highlanders. Mm, good shit. Good shit. Yeah, that, maybe not good, but uh, <laughs> well, I like the Highlanders. I don't care what anyone else says. I love the Highlanders. Uh, we, we kept Roddy Piper for a long time. Yeah, sad to see him go and people started realising he wasn't actually from Glasgow. <laughs> No, no, we, we kept we kept him as long as we could until we started yeah. getting actual Scottish people in. It's like no, no, <laughs> Dave Taylor, I suppose, would be the other one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was really, really few and far between. I hate Vanson, but he only did a promo and then disappeared. Yeah. Paul Birchall. Sorry, I'm going to stop listening to names now because I'm just now just Kaylee Birchall. That was a weird incest thing that was supposed to happen. Anyway, oh. right. So we'll just move back on to your stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Paul Birchall. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at Paul Birchall. <laughs> Pirate character, I oh, loved it. Let me oh, back to Jack Chester. Well. Right, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so the last two matches, of course, very different. Sweeney, yep. uh, which was just a Sweeney match. Uh, yep. And then Zero. Yeah. He's a weird dude. Yeah, that was an experience. Uh, unbelievable. Like, the, he's, the guy's terrifying. And as I'm sure you can see uh, when you watch it, but he's also incredibly technical which makes it even scarier I think in a way that not only can he can he hurt you but he knows the best ways of doing it which is <laughs> kind of terrifying um, it's not just you know randomly thrashing it's uh, there's a technical wrestler under all that insanity as well um, yeah he's a he's a character <laughs> in a politest way <laughs> he's, he's probably uh, your matches I mean of course all these guys are big characters but Zero is probably the first one you probably maybe properly got to do the whole like face thing and and the, mm-hmm. the, the acting side of <laughs> of the wrestling world um not that it's not real at all but like the 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 uh, like the facials yeah but uh, so how did you find doing that in front of like nobody is, is it just how, how did you get into the mindset of of being the wrestler when there's nobody watching kind of thing Honestly, um, the person across the ring from me, I think, makes all the difference. For, for, for me, it's certainly my experience. Like, he was so... He is terrifying. Like, when, when, he, when he came out that curtain uh, and he walked around the ring, I was, I was genuinely like, this guy's going to actually just murder me, I think, in this ring. And so, like, a lot of that's real. And I think that's, like, everyone says that for wrestling. It's the, the best thing about wrestling is how real it is. Ever since, you know, you, you got turned up to 11. And I think, you know, for him, I didn't have to... There wasn't much acting involved for me. Um, <laughs> when I saw his face, I was like, oh my goodness, this guy's going to absolutely just, like, bat me, like, just horrendously um, from how terrified he was. So there wasn't much acting for me at all. He was um, just being able to play off him in that way. It's just, yeah. Um, I think maybe without people there as well, you get a lot more chance to see, like, take your time with some things, maybe. I, mean, I, I don't know that yet, but I feel like when it's just us, it's like, yeah, I can really kind of milk this because no one's, no one's going that's boring. <laughs> Everyone can only see what's on TV. <laughs> um, so between Chris Lockdown said there was, there was no gym, you got to do a little yeah. bit of the wrestling because you're on the tapings. But uh, what what kind of kept you occupied, like wrestling wise? Was did you watch AEW? Did you watch WWE? What what's your kind of what's your habit for either picking up tips mm-hmm. or just for your own enjoyment? What do you go back to watch? Yeah, I was trying to do a bit of everything to be honest. Like, I'm trying to expand my brain a bit when it comes to wrestling. Like I said, I took this huge gap and I kind of came back to WWE and I hadn't really um, gone much away from WWE really ever. You know, uh, I watched a bit of New Japan 
but they had that kind of hot, hot uh, while with AJ Styles and the Bullet Club and all that kind of stuff. And um, a wee bit of TNA, but I, I missed most of that. was most of their sort of great period is in that gap that I missed, I think, as far as I'm aware. Um, so yeah, now, once lockdown, I was like, oh, this is fantastic. I have so much time to watch wrestling. <laughs> so I really went back and tried to blitz a lot with all the sports stuff. Um, just this, this, the, amount, the amount of that is just so dense. And obviously AEW has been uh, picking up steam in all sorts of directions, and that's been incredible to watch. And especially with their big shows, the pay-per-views, they've got so much different styles and variety of wrestling on, this, on their shows now. So, and they've got a different variety, like, you know, you've got luchadors, you've got hardcore, you've got extremely technical stuff, you've got kind of the more, I don't want to call it theatrical, but you know what I mean, the more sort of these slower kind of, I would call them WWE matches, if that makes sense, like their kind of style. Um, you see guys wrestling that kind of style. And it, I think like their shows have just been a real melting pot for all that. So I've been really desperate to try watching much of that. And then uh, NXT UK as well has been been a real lifeline that coming out every week and getting to watch that next level up for me and being able to see like, because they, they were obviously without fans as well. So being able to get to watch that and see how they adapted to it, it's been really, really interesting as well. Um, well, I mean, the thing about AEW, of course, uh, we won't speak about the show in general because you haven't seen it yet. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm finding that I, ca- I can't, I can't watch their weekly product. I mean, mm. for me, wrestling—if I don't watch it when it's live—I find it very difficult to watch it otherwise. Yeah. Just, just for time, just finding the time to do it, um, it, it at all. But um, I watched watched the show this morning um, during, during work day, obviously. Um, anyone from work watching? No, I didn't. I watched it in my own private time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know what it is about their weekly product. When I watch it, every time I watch it, there seems to be some slide dig or very not so subtle dig yeah. in the competition. I'm like, mate, we don't need that. Just just give me some good wrestling, and that puts me off it. But when I go see their pay per views, there's none of that, and it's just the wrestling. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, right. I'll just I'm just gonna do that now. I'll watch your big shows until you sort out your your. Just, concentrate on your own stuff during the week because you've got they've got other uh ex WWE guys doing the old the old uh uh this is the place to be the other place was bad I'm like ah oh, oh. doing <laughs> but um anyways no that's my own tangent and anytime anyone watches AW I'm changing my mind now so people mm. are watching this me going I never watched it because I do too much of that that uh, as I say on Reddit fed bad stuff uh <laughs> but now they're they've turned a corner for me I'm sure they're Chill, they're absolutely thrilled by that prospect. Um, outside wrestling, of course, you said you, you watched a bit of everything. You're a big fan of Lego. I am. I want to know more. Is it building okay. the games? What's your what's your Lego vice? So as as um as it says still on my CV, I was a Lego Build of the Month in the Lego magazine when I was four years old. That I just never amazing. really. Thank you. And I just never really let that go. That was um, <laughs> I was pretty much the crowding, pretty much until I turned up on the network. That was my crowding achievement. Was um, pretty much goes uh, Lego board of the month when I was four, and then just a blank period, and then uh, twenty eight years old, and I've, I've wrestled for ICW. That's kind of the two big achievements of my life. <laughs> um, so you know, I just um, I love this. I find it really therapeutic. Actually, tying it into wrestling a wee bit. Um, before my, my first ever tape, and I was so nervous. You know, this is maybe the biggest thing in my life. And so what I did is I bought myself a new Lego set. Um, so it was three in one pirate set, and I was like, this is, I was able to so like put on like uh, lo-fi beats and just build this for like four hours, uh, just in my own little world. And I was like, by the time I got to the 
the table. I was like, it's pretty zen. I was like, ready for this. Um, but then I got into obviously the, the problem with that is which is then it comes into my second tape and I go, I can't keep buying more Lego cannon every time I <laughs> every time I go to wrestle. Um I'm gonna run out of space and money pretty fast. It's not cheap. <laughs> oh no, it's not. <laughs> um when I was a kid, I just used to get go to like a car boot sale or whatever and get like the big buckets of just assorted rubbish that people used to throw out. Um those days have long gone now. You can't get them like that anymore. It's really expensive. <laughs> Is, is there any dream ones? Millennium Falcon, Death Star? Is, oh. is there bucket list ones you've got? The, the the Millennium Falcon was incredible, and there's a Star Destroyer kind of counterpart for that. One of my friends has it, and uh, he had to buy a new coffee table just for it. So he's got like a, a, a stand for it in his house. Um, that's a dream one as well. Um, and there's also one that I've been looking at for ages, and it's just never kind of fitted into my life. Is the there's an Aston Martin DB5 set. Um, based off the James Bond uh, Goldfinger car and I've, I've always loved that car uh, that was like my, my dream car is to have that car except it, you have to pay um, the same cost of the car and running it every like six months because there's no parts for it exist anymore but it's my dream car and I was like I'm never going to be able to get that car if I could get it in Lego would that be close enough <laughs> so I think that's probably my next big set I'll get um, but that'll be a few months to me I think I'm running out of space from my I need to buy more shelves first. <laughs> uh, you seem to, this whole lockdown thing, you seem to you find something. Mine was, I started this lockdown like March 2019. I had four of those. Oh, the pop figures? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I had four of them. And it's it's escalated very quick. I've been really confused by the camera. It's escalated very quickly. Uh, and I've ended up just like buying just rubbish because that, that shield... I wanted forever and I was, yeah. it's lockdown I'm like when's the time to when am I ever going to get this <laughs> I'm not going out anytime soon oh, I'll spend how much it is for going out for a couple of drinks and a meal I'll get myself exactly. a shield <laughs> exactly my, my local comic book shop opened back up for the first time and we were all back and it's like oh man that's amazing I'm just gonna, I went for a wee look I won't, I won't pick anything up and I came out with like three Dungeons and Dragons books I think I've opened them twice but you know the, it was, the point was buying it that was, that was a feel good moment <laughs> the thing i mean I, I buy these things now and don't take them out of the box and so they're not used to the man or beast it's just they're just sitting on this on this pile now and that's them forever until they, they become out of fashion and i have to try and figure out where i'm going to put them it's a great it's a great backdrop for you though like i, I do think it's a really like i, I can't wait to see it get bigger and bigger and bigger over time <laughs> i know we long. go back and watch the old episodes it used to just be down here and there was like <laughs> like say four and then there became eight and then there became just an hour row, and then they started getting bigger and bigger, and then behind <laughs> me, and then oh, it's just yeah, it's getting it's getting awful ridiculous. And I'm, I'm going to Comic Con. By the time this comes out, I would have just been going to a Comic Con. So I'm no doubt I'll come back with absolute rubbish <laughs> and have it in the background. So anyone who's watching episodes in November will get to see what kind of useless tat I bought when I was away. <laughs> this. Um, so so yeah, so James Bond fan. Are you big into the things like your Marvel movies and stuff like that? What's oh yeah, like, you know, comics. So Dungeons um, and Dragons seems to be fairly popular with wrestlers. I've found there's been quite a few years, uh, like likes of Ian Skinner and yep. uh, Jake Berry, Emily Hayden, all into Dungeons and Dragons. Is there a big group chat that that's no. being set up eventually, like uh, Scottish wrestling, Dungeons and Dragons? There needs to be, you know, I actually, um, I don't want to say that, 
Xavier Woods stole my idea because he didn't. Because we totally we never interacted in our lives. But um, <laughs> I actually had the idea to do the uh, wrestlers play Dungeons and Dragons back in like 2018 when I first joined GPWA. I, I, I offhandedly mentioned it to someone as a laugh, and then about two months or three months later, they did it on a pop down down. I was like, ah, oh, totally lost my opportunity. Then that was such a great idea. <laughs> he was he probably had it planned for years before that. And um, no, it's something that um. I'm noticing more and more. I've mentioned it a few times on Instagram, just like throwing it out. They're like, does anyone actually like this apart from me? And there's always people get back to me, like people I never would have expected. Like, yeah, 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 this is this is so amazing. Dungeons and Dragons, like, um, yeah, Mr. Skinner, they get back to me as well, saying, mate, why are we not playing this? So I was like, oh, this is this could happen. So, <laughs> so I need to what I need to do is just start gently whenever I see people just sort of gently massaging it into conversation, see who bites. Um, you know, but hopefully one day we'll get it. We'll see. Um, I've never, I've never played it, but I don't know if you've ever seen the the show Community, but they have an yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that episode was was it, something the well endowed. Uh, <laughs> and every time I think of 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 uh, Dungeons and Dragons, I think of that, and it's it's yeah, I just it it seems, seems madness to me. But other people will be watching wrestling, going, <laughs> why do people enjoy this? And I'll be going, why do people like Dungeons and Dragons? It's just a, <laughs> exactly. it's a thing that people like. It's it's all good. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not drugs, so I mean, it's not going to hurt you. <laughs> I love it. That's, that's my always go to, and it goes to why do you still like wrestling? Well, it could be drugs. So it, like, well, let's balance <laughs> things out. I'll just let me enjoy watching people in their pants fight, and I won't get like, I won't be a smackhead. It's, it's fine. Um, Terrible segue about, about up, 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 down, down thing. I don't know if I've ever said on these podcasts, we're up to 101 now, I probably have, but I, I am featured in an Austin Creed uh, video. Oh, yeah. uh, one of the very early ones where he's playing 2K16, I think it was. Okay. He's going through his career mode and he comes up a guy, it's it, the episode's called Aust- Austin Creed versus dot, 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 Billy. <laughs> because because in the early early days I had him on the PlayStation Network, so ah. I have him on my my PSN account. Amazing. And because it used to do the thing where if you created a call, create a wrestler, and and if you're on the same friends list, it would pop into your career. Yeah. So there is actually a video of me, my creation uh, against Austin Creed. That's so good. Beaten thoroughly, I was beaten soundly, and <laughs> all the comments were mocking my character because it looked exactly oh. like me, but <laughs> which made it worse when people were mocking <laughs> it. So but, personal. Yeah, it, it did. But uh, I, it, but my, I put my weight is three is three sixteen because I'm a big nerd, yeah. and everyone was going, "He looks like a very light three sixteen." And I was like, "Stop mocking my guys!" Oh. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> So yeah, there's there's my I'll put that on my CV. I, I appear technically I am on up up down down somewhere in a very old that. episode. Um, so I don't think it quite. It definitely pales a comparison to being a, a Lego Builder of the Month when you're four. That's that's an amazing achievement. Um, that's that's just incredible. That's that's the favourite fact I've caught coming out of this. Episode. <laughs> Because I know I know you like the I know you like Lego because it's actually literally in your profile in your bio. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't think it was that kind of deep. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's a real it's a real uh, life 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 uh, changing up moment for me. Was that? <laughs> um, uh, my only other Lego because I don't have space because I've got all this crap yeah. behind me. But uh, I just play the games because they're the oh, most the fun. Amazing. Yeah, they're just. I mean, I mean, they'll. I think I've done just about all of them except. Uh, no, I'm trying to think. 
No, I think I've played all of them on the PlayStation at the very oh, least. I've finished most of them. I think Marvel superheroes can can bugger off though because it's, <laughs> it's impossible on the PS3. It's just trying to race the Silver Surfer. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, right. So I said beforehand I didn't mind you going to tangents, uh, but it's me that seems to be just going all over the place with this. So I'm just going to get my stupid questions out of the way while we're at it, because I asked two stupid questions that everyone seems to take seriously or, or actually answer. <laughs> What's your favourite dinosaur? Uh, Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus. I really like the, the, the fins on the back, and then the fact that they could like fill with blood and change colour is just like so crazy uh, to me. Um, I used to love walking with dinosaurs when that was on, and there's a fight scene, I think it's either episode one or episode two, with them in it. Um, it might be episode two, I think episode one's the one where the, the T-Rex sneaks up on something, which always just makes me cackle with laughter at the thought of this, like, thing that's the size of a boat sneaking up on someone, but um, yeah, I think it's episode two, it's like a Stegosaurus fight, and it just sticks in my head as being like, this is the coolest thing ever to happen. <laughs> Oh yeah, walking with dinosaurs. I, yeah, I loved that back back in the day. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's one of those things. Probably you watch now and go, oh, the CGI is awful. It's but, a tough watch. It's a tough watch. <laughs> but but at the time, it was it was revolutionary. There was only like I don't know thirty pixels in a TV, so it was fine. It looked amazing. Exactly. See, it's, that's the problem is when you put it on your brand new TV. It's on Netflix now, so it's in like four K, and you can just see everything. You can see the guy with the strings in the background. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> I know, oh god, I'm afraid to watch all these classics because one of my favorite films is The Page Master. I loved that film growing up, <laughs> and it's from. Can we fly in front of me now? Uh, but it's it's from like early 2000s. I know I'm going to watch it back oh. and go. This is the most worst hand drawn thing in the world, <laughs> and it's just. But you go back through classics. I mean, Back to the Future is still my favorite, mm. like trilogy of films. Uh, very because t- it stayed as a trilogy, Indiana Jones ruined itself by making a fourth. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, so it, 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 watching it back, it's still amazing, but it looks not as good as you remember when you were yeah. 10, and it was just the best thing ever. Um, so yeah, we're kind of saying outside of of wrestling, Lego, uh, comic books, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, is, is there anything, any other thing? I mean, for comics, what's your what's your kind of favorite? What's your go to? Uh, the moment I'm kind of kind of out of the way of the comics one, I was kind of really into um, the last Marvel sort of big art. That wasn't it. The, the Civil War reboot one. Uh, I was quite into that. Um, but usually, I usually buy it as in graphic novels, just because it's I understand it more. I don't buy things weekly because I just lose track um, and I'm, I'll miss something. And that's me done for six months. I can't catch up. <laughs> um, really, I really love the the DC. Graphic novels, I also feel like they self-contain really nicely, so I can go back and read it another time. Um, love Batman. He's obviously, like, all his graphic novels are some of the best. I've, I always feel like just you get a mystery at the start, and the mystery is resolved by the end. It's really satisfying. Um, I also went to manga, uh, sort of the Japanese version of it. Uh, comics quite quite nicely as well. Like, My Hero Academia is like a, an anime and a manga that I, I've even watched the, the anime. It's like where I got my idea for my outfit from. Uh, was that, that it's just that's been a big uh, inspiration for me as well that's so I always like to catch up on them when I get the chance fortunately as well they come in big books are like 10 chapters as well so I don't have to buy individual books because it's too much to keep track of I think <laughs> absolutely like you say you miss miss one week and then that's it that's it over yeah. yeah um 
No, that's another another common thing. Is it just am I missing something in Scottish wrestling that, that everyone likes Dungeons and Dragons and anime? <laughs> and I'm just I'm just in the corner going, I like seeing the Marvel films in the cinema. That's as close as I'm gonna get. Or <laughs> it's just it's it's yeah, it seems to be a very common occurrence. I mean, the only thing that we haven't ticked off is is were you a fan of Jeff Hardy growing up? Oh, I mean, everyone who wasn't at this there point. You go, there you go. That's, <laughs> it. That's, that's it. That's, 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 that's Scottish yeah. wrestling. I've learned everyone loves Dungeons, either loves or dabbles in Dungeons and Dragons, anime, and loves Jeff Hardy. That's, that's it. I didn't realize I was going to be so predictable on this show. I was, <laughs> I was like, man, that's a really unique set of interests. <laughs> you know, it pops up far more often than you think. <laughs> I mean, the Jeff Hardy one, I think, out of 100, 100 episodes that I've recorded now, it's probably popped up in about 80 of them at some oh, point. I'd so, love I mean, to see a, a graph of that if anyone could throw that together, like uh, the, the number of episodes Jeff Hardy comes up. I, I was about to like, give him a shout out going, if you want to be on the show at any time, I don't think I'd melt. I think I'd actually <laughs> melt in the corner because I'll just end up just holding up my arm going, look, I've got a tattoo. <laughs> Acknowledge me for an hour, please. And, oh. Terrifying. I'm supposed to be coming to Liverpool for that for, for yeah, the love of wrestling, awesome. and I'm, I'm, yeah, I was like, I was suggesting, oh, maybe we should go down, but I don't know how I'd cope. I think I would just be like, nah, this, just, uh, no. I'm hoping he comes to a couple of wrestlers are coming to Comic Con. There's uh, Darby Allen and Sammy yes. Guevara, so I'm like, are you are you going as well? Uh, uh, I am, yeah. Uh, uh, so I might, I might bump into you there. Yeah, that's that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, no, I love the Comic Cons, and I've been I've been missing them, so I'm hoping to turn up to this one. So, this is this is the first one I'm ever going to, so I don't really? know what to expect. Or I'm, I was, we were like kept going on, oh, but we'll cosplay something. But really, I just want to make I want to get the experience in first, and then yeah. when it comes up to Aberdeen next year, I'll go wild and just as fun. And and it's only uh, like an hour and a half away, so if I absolutely make a of myself as a cosplay, <laughs> go home. I go home. It's not a bother. It's, yeah. Um, me, are, you, are you are you into the cosplay or are you just yeah just about to say that me, me and my wife uh do Star Lord and Gamora and what happened with that is I, I used to go to Star Lord and nobody cared you know no, no kids cared no, no adults cared nobody cared and then she goes to Gamora she spends hours painting herself green I just have to put on a jacket and do my hair she spends hours painting herself green and my god I've never had so much attention not not me but the fact that I'm sitting next to her people like wow look at this Star Lord and Gamora <laughs> More likely, look at this Gamora and this other guy standing next to her. <laughs> are, are you are you are you there? Just are, are, who are you dressed as, sir? Uh. <laughs> I just complete the set. It's, it's it's just more for like the the image of it. You know what I mean? It's her, her, she's in the cosplay, and I'm just there um, to complete the the yin and yang of it. But um, we probably won't be doing that this time because. Uh, obviously not knowing the new rules about masks and stuff, we don't want to be putting face paint on, and then she takes it off and has a big square of, <laughs> like, flesh under the, under the paint, so we won't do that this, year, this time, but, um, yeah, no, I'm always on the lookout to try try new things, because I've done, done the, the Star Wars one a few times now, uh, so I'd like to see what happens next. Well, my initial plan was to go as uh, uh, Thor from Endgame, Love because that. he's fat. And I'm, I'm, I just need to put a wig on and some comfy clothes, and I'm sorry. I've got a hammer, so I can just grab that. Perfect. Done. Uh, I, I did plan in our episode, I think I was speaking to someone recently, and I said I was planning to just take the hammer anyway, just so I could just bat folk away. Just go away. Leave me alone. <laughs> two meters. That's the two meter rule. Definitely a great two meter. Uh, two meter enforces that hammer and that shield just <laughs> get you away from the cues. That's the thing. I mean, the folk that we've booked to see is only two, two, because we're supposed to meet uh, Ben uh, Fogler, 
Trent mm. Vogler from Fantastic Beasts. My wife's just insane about Harry Potter, so that was happening. But he, he pulled out, so now it's just John C. McGinley. So I and uh, Graham McTavish from Outlander. So I'm just I'm trying. That's why we're going to just go normal clothes because uh, I can't imagine just standing next to John C. McGinley, who is terrifying and amazing from Scrubs, <laughs> dressed as Lebowski. <laughs> And just having that picture in on our wall forever of me just holding this hammer, just like going, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I've turned <laughs> up like this. <laughs> I've kind of had that bit in the opposite. Um, I When I was at that Comic-Con with my wife's Gamora, I went to Star-Lord. Um, this wee boy came up to me dressed as Star-Lord. And he was like, oh, I really want a picture. Like, he's, he's like three or four or something. Uh, maybe four or five. But he was like, I really want a picture with you. And his mum was like, oh, make sure you see playing And um, to get the picture, I had to go down to my knees. And my knees seized up. Um, as I was trying to stand up, I was like, I don't want to see this kid. Like, I don't want this kid to look at this like great hero star load and I can't stand up. So I had to wait till he left. <laughs> till he turned around to talk to his mum. I was like, oh! <laughs> Like, throw myself up. <laughs> Don't um, look at me, don't look at me. Yeah. So there is always a thing when you go and cause there's a little bit of responsibility that comes with it. <laughs> but, uh, the, the dream is to maybe eventually lose some weight so I can like maybe go as not a character that's just fat. But uh, you know, until then I'll just pick the pick the ones with beards and I can put a wig on. It's oh, even yeah. better, it's fine. Maybe I'll pay me some green and go as Drax one year. Uh, oh, or just not go and then say I was there and, and I was Drax. Or John Cena. Or John Cena. Um, Stone Cold was another option. And then my wife went, no, because she's seen me with a goatee beard. And it's, it's not a good look. Uh, this covers a multitude of m- many chins. So mm. to, to shave it off, it's just a, it's just yeah, a nightmare. Um, we, we have just... Oh, I've got, of course, my second stupid question we've never asked. Anyway, <laughs> what would win a fight? Two sheep or one cow? Oh, one cow. Cows are cows are pretty scary once they get get moving. I feel like sheep are sheep are moving. Passive, moving. <laughs> like that. Um, no, I um I do a lot of hill walking um with my wife and stuff, and like cows are. You want them? See what see when they get like they're pretty big, and once they get a bit of momentum behind them, they're not going to stop. So I feel like yeah, if the two sheep lined up correctly, that would be that would be the end of them. But I think that cow's going to win. I'm actually kind of worried that I had such a definitive ready answer. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it when people have an answer. I mean, it, it, some some couple of questions like, "What kind of sheep? What kind of cow? Yeah. Is it is is it two rams?" It's, I don't know. I'm just asking. This is the question. Just go with what you go with your with your mind. So I'm sure someone said something about a cow shooting them with their udders. It was just a very it gets very <laughs> weird this particular question, and that's why I keep it in because it's just incredible. Um, right, so I've I've taken up like quite a lot of your time, so we're going to go back into wrestling just to to kind of finish up here. Um, we mentioned like you have the pie in the sky fantasies uh, of of wrestling everywhere and anyone, yeah. but what what would be your dream uh, WrestleMania? What would be your WrestleMania match? Anyone, past, present, and future? I don't know how you know that, but anyone, <laughs> any wrestler, who would it be? Who would you face at, at WrestleMania in the main event? Oh, I mean, uh, oh, I really want to say The Rock, and I really want to say John Cena, but I don't want to say Triple Threat because I'm not. Uh, uh, I'll go for The Rock. <laughs> uh, but also, like, The Rock now, like, huge Rock. <laughs> Just because that would be really funny. Um, no, The Rock. Like, that WrestleMania 18, 
Uh, so I've got Hogan and put me in there. Uh, I'm ready for it. <laughs> just, just imagine the match graphic. The Rock, John Cena, Hulk Hogan, Martin. <laughs> Get in there. That's the main event. Uh, but but perfect. That's that's great. Um, of course, we, 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 we can't say when, can't say where, but hopefully you'll be wrestling in front of a crowd soon enough. Uh, is that something that you're... And scared about because of course you've been wrestling you've had a couple of weeks well this is six matches as of recording on the WWE Network so you're hoping people will know who you are yeah. uh, but are you kind of afraid what the reaction is going to be when you're you're out there? I'm pretty terrified if I'm being totally honest um, it's so hard to tell what's like I mentioned before the story of my grandma where she's like who's been how many people watched the match it's so hard to tell with these like especially I don't know who knows me like I was actually got a huge surprise when you messaged me saying you know for sure I was like wow you know he knows who I am that's, that's pretty that's pretty big so like people are obviously you know finding about about me so who knows I can't wait um till that day eventually comes but yeah we'll see what happens it's going to be yes yeah, I can't wait I, I, I don't know what else to say I'm, I'm scared I'm terrified if I'm being totally honest but um it always works out if I try hard enough, so we'll see what happens. It's all you can do. You can only try. Um, but great. Well, th- thank you very much for taking the time to chat with me today. Before we go, though, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, sure. So well, just before, thanks so much for inviting me on. Honestly, it's been, I had such a great time. And, you know, it means a lot to us, you know, especially the guys starting out like me to be able to chat on something like this. So thank you. And thank you for inviting me on. Um, if you want to see more of me, um, I do have Twitter and Instagram, but my Twitter is pretty blank because I'm not very good with words. I'm much better with pictures. <laughs> so if you go on Twitter, I'm mainly uh, retweeting John Cena, and um, I think that's about it. That's all I do on Twitter, I think, and retweeting people. Um, that's at M McAllister. Um, McAllister spelled M-A-C-A-L-I-S-T-A-I-R. But that, yep. And uh, if you want to find me on Instagram, it's at Martin McAllister, uh, the same spelling. And um, that's probably the better place to find me. I usually post and stuff about the wrestling or about workout routines and stuff like that. But also post about Lego and games and whatever else comes to my head. So that's that's the two best places to catch me. Um, I appreciate if you give me a follow and uh, thank you so much for paying attention to me and listening to me for the last however long this episode's going to be. I haven't been keeping the time, but <laughs> thank you. Like, for... like an hour or something. It'll be, it's all good. Yeah. Everyone's going to enjoy it, I'm sure. Uh, but so great, thank yeah, th- thanks for taking time today. Yeah, thanks so much.